God bless you. This is Pastor R.R. Jordan. Thank you for tuning into the Advancing Church Podcast. You know, the Bible says in Romans 10 and 17 that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I pray that today's message will ignite your faith to propel you forward to the next level in your walk with Christ. Now let's get into today's message. It is hard for a people that have been in bondage to see beyond their experience. It's very difficult to see beyond your experience. You've been in it so long that you cannot see yourself out of it. Why? Because there is no reference point for out. If all you've known is bondage, you have no reference point for out. (sighs) What are you imagining if you have never seen it before? So here it is. God sends a man called Moses with a word. This is why prophetic utterance is so important. Because when you haven't seen it, God will say it. Oh, Jesus. There was a people who were born in bondage. They had never seen a land flowing with milk and honey. They had never been to Canaan yet. But God sends a man named Moses. He said, go declare to my people that that they're going to be free go declare to their enemies let my people go and from the point of the prophetic utterance they began to imagine a place they had never been to oh jesus i'm telling you right now you're shifting to a place you ain't never even been to before And God is saying, I'm going to start saying it. I'm going to start saying it. I'm going to start saying it so that you can start imagining it. Now, here's the scripture that God gave me. He gave me Ephesians 3 and 20. This is the new international version. Now to him who is able to do oh my god immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine he said your job is to hear and imagine So that I will have something to exceed. Oh, Jesus. Now, now again, this is where God is taking you to. In, In this particular chapter, the apostle Paul was accustomed to asking God for extravagant blessings on behalf of the Christian reader. Those who were reading his writings, they got used to Paul asking for stuff they didn't have. 
They got used to Paul praying for stuff that they didn't have. He was training them to operate beyond their physical environment. This is where you're shifting to. Why? Because you will not be limited by your surroundings. I'm prophesying to some people who have determined not to live based on their surroundings, but have determined to live in a space called imagination. Now, when the word of God inspires what you have imagined, God is obligated to bring you into what you imagined. I want you to hear me right now. See, you are coming into what you have imagined that has been encouraged by the word of God. God will encourage you to imagine. He'll say there's something outside of your current situation, something outside of your current environment, and I want you to get it. Yeah, there's something that you're going to have to press into. There's something that you're going to have to move beyond the physical realm to get. Paul says stuff like this, uh, Philippians 4 and 19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He said, I want you to move beyond where you are into a place where every need is provided. Ah, but I got to give you something to imagine because right now you're dealing with lack. Oh, Jesus. And I want you to see every need provided. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine it? I'm speaking it to you as a prophetic voice. And I'm saying that your God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. So I'm not concerned with your situation. I'm concerned with your imagination. Yes, God. I'm concerned. Because you keep talking about your situation. And Paul is saying, I'm about to move you into something supernatural. Can you imagine it? I know your situation is fighting you. And trying to bring you down. Trying to bring you down to, to a physical world. Oh, oh, that's a low form of thinking. Oh, Jesus. It's a low form of thinking to be stuck on earth. Oh, Jesus. I, I, I'm trying to bring you into a place right now. It's a low form of thinking to be stuck on earth. And he gave you a high calling. As a matter of fact, the scripture says that you're seated with Christ in heavenly places. He said, I'm trying to get you off earth. I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to sit you in a place of authority. He said, I'm seating you in heavenly places don't let nothing bring you down to earth 
uh, the, the earth is limited. See, I know, I know you, you, you're stuck on uh, Newton's law. You, you, you're stuck on gravitational pull. And, and as a result of Newton's law, every time you try to go up, something brings you down. But God told me to tell you he's about to break the law. Oh, he, he, he's about to break the law so that when you come up, you never come down. Oh, Jesus. But you're seated with him where? In heavenly places. Yeah. And so he will uh, move people out of your life. Why? They keep bringing you down to earth. They keep bringing you down to earth. Every, every time you try to imagine what God said, here, you, here, here comes some rational thinker uh, that, that knows how to explain away supernatural things. And you got to be fixed and situated on the word of God so that no one can take you out of the place that God puts you in. Uh, you got to be able to stand on the word. And say, I know what you see. But you messed up because uh, you keep talking about my situation. Yeah. Yeah. You keep talking about my situation, talking about the fact that uh, I'm too old for that. Yeah, yeah, Sarah, Sarah was in a situation, but God said, don't worry about the situation. I sent a prophetic word to you so that you can imagine what you don't have. Now, this is what God said to me. God said this to me because he said, uh, I, I need you to continue to move outside of your surroundings. I, I need you to do that. I, I encourage you to do that. The, the Wright brothers built a plane because they refused to be grounded. Uh, can we go deeper? God wanted them to fly, so he put a bird in their surroundings. They would have never tried to fly if they didn't see it. Oh, my God. Everything that God created was to encourage you to imagine something beyond what you see. Oh, Jesus. You got submarines because you got, you got fish in the sea that go deep. And the man said, if they can go there, so can I. Somebody had to imagine themselves there before they got there. And so the Lord told me, he said, I, I, I'm trying to get you somewhere, but, you know, your, your surroundings is messing with you. He said, your surroundings are messing with you. He said, wake up, your surround. There they go, messing with you again. Yeah. 
Yeah, what, what they say, they go, your surroundings mess. See, you're stuck on what they said. Egypt will train you to have limitations. Yes, it will. And this is important for those who are getting ready to go off to college and start careers. Don't be limited by your past. Don't, don't be limited by what you experienced. The word translated, imagine, is the Greek word Noel, meaning to understand. Your problem is you have to understand it before you believe it. To imagine is to understand what is possible. To imagine is to understand what is possible, not what is. What is, is your reality. What can be is your imagination. So God says, I don't want you to just live in what is. I want you to live in what can be. Oh, Jesus. And so God said, your surroundings are messing with you. Here it is. I read an article on the mechanics of the imagination. And here's an excerpt from the article, and it reads, like many functions of the human mind, scientists still don't fully understand imagination. <laughs> they, they've studied it. It says imagination involves a network that helps share information across different regions of the brain. These different regions all work together to form mental images in our head. They're trying to figure it out. They're like, how does that happen? They saw something that they don't really see. They're not seeing it with their, their retina. They're not seeing it through their physical eyes, they have made up something in their mind. Oh, Jesus. See, you're getting ready to go somewhere. When you start making up something in your mind, but you made it up because God said something to you. Oh, Jesus. That, that, that's why you made it up. You, you made up in your mind a healed you. Oh, Jesus. And, and, and you made it up because you read in his word by by my stripes you're, you're healed so you heard that and then you saw yourself healed oh Jesus I'm motivated why because I'm imagining something that God said to me so, so images in your mind in your head yeah 
That's why your, your environment is important. Now, now, this is what God told me. He said, uh, when you are raising children, it is critically important that you stimulate their imagination. Oh, my God. And he said, what's important to their development and growth is to put them in environments that cause them to imagine. And every time someone comes to them and tries to bring them down to earth, you lift them up to heaven again. Oh, Jesus. Get them to see stuff and dream stuff and imagine stuff that has yet to come into existence. Oh my God. That, that's what inventors do. They see stuff that hasn't been made yet. They see it in their head. And God is saying that many of us are hindered right now because you've lost your imagination. You hear it and you don't even see it no more. I can preach it to you, but you can't see yourself living in it. People keep telling you what you can have and then you start thinking about your surroundings. And the Lord is saying, I need you to break out of that place because I have something for you that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. He said it entered into the heart of man. The things that I have for you. Oh, my Lord. He said, if you don't let them bring you down, I'm going to bring you into stuff that they didn't even think you could have. Oh, Jesus. He said, if you do not let them bring you down, uh, he said, I'm getting ready to shift you into a place in which you're going to see uh, more than uh, enough. He said, I'm getting ready to move you into a place where your cup is going to overflow and everybody around you uh, that's thirsty going to get something to drink. He said, I'm about to move you into a place uh, in which you're going to be able to provide uh, for those that don't have. Uh, I'm about to move you into a place uh, that is flowing with milk and honey. Uh, I'm about to move you into a place uh, that giants can't keep you out of uh, because your faith says uh, it is already mine. Oh, Jesus. He said, if you don't let them bring you down, uh, if you can imagine, if you can imagine, if you can imagine, you can be seated. I know that don't make sense. Yes. Faith moving all around in this room right now. I can sense it. I can feel it. Somebody's about to walk into something brand new. I can sense it right now. Somebody's about to shift and you're about to get your healing. Uh, somebody's about to move to another socioeconomic class. I can feel it right now. Somebody's about to get delivered out of something. Uh, oh my God. A breakthrough. Yes. Yes! Yes! 
moving. I'm moving. I'm moving. You can be seated. Yes. Okay, we're gonna pause for one second because I want you to lay hands on yourself. Those who are watching, lay hands on yourself. I will imagine. I will imagine. I will imagine. I will see it in my mind. I will look on it in my mind. I will not allow my environment, allow my surroundings, allow my age to limit what I see in my mind. I possess it in my mind. I possess it by faith. I don't have to touch it to have it. I have it in my head. I have it in my belief. I have it because God said, now give God some praise right now. Oh, I'm telling you, watch miracles gonna come out of this. Watch miracles gonna come out of this. Supernatural blessings are about to come out of this. Because this word is going forth, it is landing on you. And watch what it does when it gets on a heart that's receptive. Watch what it does when it's planted on fertile ground. It will spring up. Oh, Jesus. I will not be imprisoned by my surroundings. Don't let your disappointment stop you from believing. Do not allow your disappointment to stop you from believing. Once you are imprisoned by your surroundings, you are no longer in faith. Let me say it this way. When what you look on limits you, you are no longer in faith. And this is how God works. He never wants you to stay in a place that you only look on with your eyes. And every time you look on it, God says, come up from there. 
listen, because you gotta, you, you gotta be in faith. And so he won't let you rest in what you look on. Why? Because without faith, it is what? Impossible to please God. It's not about you getting new stuff. It's about you operating in faith because without it, you can't please him. So if you stop believing because you got disappointed, you are now not pleasing God. And God is saying, I want you to understand that I'm moving you into a place that you have imagined. I'm not believing God for more people to just have more people at church. I'm believing God for more people, more real estate, more money, all of that. Because I have to be in faith always. That's the reason why. He said, no, you're not just doing that because you, you have a desire to advance the kingdom. The reason why you're doing that is because if you ever stop, you can't please me. I, I always need you in this place of faith. And, and some of us are not in, in a place physically where we need healing in our bodies. We have the tendency to get comfortable with where we are. And God is saying, it's not about where you are. It's about what I desire from you. And he said, I desire faith from you. That's why you can't reach your end on earth. You cannot. As long as you're breathing, you cannot reach your end. Why? Because you always have to stay in this place of believing God. The only one that said it is finished was Jesus. <laughs> he said, no, no, no. For you, as long as there's breath in your body, I need you in faith. So he said, don't let your environment stop you from imagining another thing he said he said don't let your memory stop you your memory can work against you that's why Paul wrote in Philippians 3 13 and 14 brothers and sisters I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it we can preach right there. I ain't got it yet. He said, I have not taken hold of it. <laughs> Jesus. But even though I haven't grasped it yet, one thing I do. Oh. Why? Because I'm after something I haven't touched yet. One thing I do, I forget that which is behind and I press forward to what I have imagined. Oh, Jesus. 
I'm reaching out for something that I'm imagining. He said, even though I haven't taken hold of it yet, in case you're looking for me to possess it, yeah, because so many of us, uh, because we don't possess it, we don't press. He said, I don't even got it. I don't have it. But, but I'm imagining something. And, and now I learned how to deal with my memory. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I learned how to deal with my memory because my memory will limit my movement. Oh, Jesus. My memory will leave me in the place of my past. I travel in my head, not on my land. I want you to hear me. I travel in my head. Some of you keep thinking about travel and you think about driving. I think about imagining. I don't travel all the way outside of my environment, but I'm still on my couch. See, some of you got to get on a plane, but I was already there. And the Lord is saying to you, I need you to be able to travel in your head before you get on that plane, before you get in that car. Can you? You can be seated. Les Brown said, live out of your imagination instead of out of your memory yeah see see many of us are living out of our memory now you don't have no movement you stuck where in your past you hear people preach to you about the future but that is a moment and you need to break a memory before you can have a moment. When I say break the memory, I'm talking about break its power. You may remember it, but it ain't got no authority over your life. I remember what you said. I remember what you did, but oh Jesus. It ain't got no power. It is Sentaya. Oh my God. It ain't got no power. It don't have no power. It don't have no power. It can't stop me. It can't stop me. It can't. I'm breaking a memory. I'm breaking a memory. I'm breaking a memory. Yeah, it happened, but it can't hold me. Yeah, it happened, but it can't stop me. Yeah, I experienced it, but God is causing me to break forth.
Yes. Why? The word of God is alive. The word of God is alive. The word of God is powerful. The word can break the power of your memory. I'm telling you, if you get enough word in you, if you get enough word in you, I promise to you right now that your memory cannot hold you to... I'm closing. You can stand to your feet. Your environment, your memory, and the third one is the inherent ruse we know about how the world works. Yeah. The rules. The things that you learn about how the world works. In other words, the systemic oppression that you have experienced. Oh, Jesus. Someone who looks like me can't do that. Yeah. The rules are not set up for me to win. And the Lord said, stop right there. Because I will never allow a rule to stop my rulership. Yeah, yeah. Whatever they said, whatever has been constructed to stop you, it cannot stop you. It cannot stop you. When you get a word that shifts you out of your situation into your imagination. And the fuel of my move from situation to imagination was a word. And it was the word of God that came to me and I said, my situation can't hold me. Yet where you live can't hold you. What happened to you can't hold you. I want you to stretch your hands to heaven right now. Because I want this word to soak in your head. If you need to listen to it a hundred times, Listen to it until it gets in your spirit, until it gets in your heart, and you begin to move out of your situation. 
You don't move on land. You move in your head. You move in your head. Every move that I have made, I made in my head first. I promise to you. Every move that I have made, I made in my head first. Even as it pertains to new land, you can put your hands down for one moment. Your arm's getting tired. Started shaking. <laughs> I ended up going to a piece of property and I just was imagining myself walking through the door with the key. It's, it's how I move. It's how I move. Right, but, but I'm not I'm not in fantasy. See, see, fantasy is what you engage in when you have no action. Yeah, you ain't got no action. You, you, you just fantasize it. But when you've learned how to put works with your faith. Now, this is where many believers get it confused. And you frustrate people around you. Why? Because you keep fantasizing, calling it imagination. And they tired of you fantasizing. Why? Because no fruit comes. I'm about to help you if you want to be helped. Because the more you keep fantasizing with no fruit, you frustrate people that you're talking to. So you might as well just be quiet. They say, I don't never see no fruit attached to this stuff. Where is the fruit at? Because your imagination says you stepped out of. What was? I got out of it in my head. And you know what followed? My body. Oh, Jesus. For wherever the head goes, the body must follow. So if your body is not demonstrating what you got in your head, that means you don't really got it in your head. Oh, Jesus. When you possess it in your head, there's a difference between possessing it and it passing through. Some of us have thoughts that pass through our mind, but we don't grab it. And when you don't grab it, there is no fruit to it. But when you possess it, your body got to move with what your head saw. Oh, Jesus. Stretch your hands to heaven right now. Oh, there's works with this. There's works with this. If I got to stay up all night, there's works with this. I'm not just standing up here. If I got to study, if I got to read, if I got to open up book after book after book, I'm going to get what I imagine. I ain't playing with it. And I believe that there's some people in this room and you said to yourself, I ain't playing with it. I was on vacation. Well, it wasn't vacation. Put your arms down again. I got something else to say. <laughs> I was out of town and Desai was in a room with me. Xavier was in a room with me. 
Um, my son was in a room with me. And my sister came into the room, Kawana, and I was on the bed with a keyboard with my laptop trying to type out what God was giving me. And they were saying, uh, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. You're gonna... I really can't do what y'all do. Sometimes I'm able to break away, but because there is a demand on me, that means I don't just get to hang out on the weekends. Now, y'all may be hanging out, eating food, and this, that, and the other. And, and every time I walk into that space when there's pressure on me, all I can think about is what I need to get to. Jesus. I'm talking to some visionaries right now. See, some of you, you get to enjoy things that, that other people don't get to enjoy when there is demand on them. And, it, and it's hard to uh, really put yourself in that place if you don't feel the pressure. But when you're being pressed, you say, I want to go to sleep, but I can't go to sleep. I got to get done with this before can relax myself because even if I'm laying back I'm not relaxed because in my mind I'm processing I'm thinking because it will not let me rest now I know the scripture says that he gives his beloved rest and there are moments when I'm able to break away. But often there is this constant pressure. Did you finish that book? Did you finish writing? You know people need a fresh word. You can't be recycling stuff. You better get back in there again and dig and pray and fast until I give you something to say or else it's just a speech one more time stretch your hands to heaven father I thank you for every believer in this room I thank you for the anointing of God that is being released right now you said the anointing will destroy every yoke I thank you for what you revealed on this day and we receive it right now we receive it right now we thank you for the word oh God that cannot return unto you void I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that this word would stick to their ribs that it will be the meal that they keep feeding on that when their surroundings look crazy and their situation is hectic, they will imagine what you said about them. That they're fearfully and wonderfully made. I thank you right now, God, that you're doing something fresh, that you're doing something new, dear God. Do it in our lives. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful. We're grateful.
I want you to close your eyes and put your heads down. Father, I thank you right now. There are people that are watching. They feel limited. They're like, I, 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 my reality is so bad, I can't even get into my imagination. The Lord says, make a choice. Decide to break free as a result of what I said to you. I said something to you about your life. It's not going to fit your situation. What I said was made for your imagination. And so I pray right now that you will receive the word of God. And if you're going to receive the word, I want you to receive the manifestation of the word. The manifestation of the word is Jesus. He's Emmanuel. He tabernacled among us. The word that I just gave you is a man. And he came down and walked on earth. I want you to receive the man, Jesus, who was the word made flesh. Do not allow this moment to go. Don't allow this moment to pass. And you haven't received Jesus. Receive Jesus now. You need that power that's on the inside of you. That will keep you from killing yourself. It'll keep you from killing someone else. It'll keep you from being depressed for long periods of time. When the power is in you, it will cause you to get out of that valley, out of that low place. Receive Jesus. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's everything that you need. He's the bread that came down from heaven. He's living water. He's the palm of Gilead. You need Jesus. Oh, you need the water walker. You need Jesus. You need the lily of the valley. You need Jesus. 